Okay, so you know I have this cat. Uh, you are the one. You're the reason we have this cat. I know all about this cat. And um, we're you know drinking a rum hams again tonight for the first time because we are not at Fitzgerald's. Uh, if you didn't see us on Twitter, uh, Martin is uh, taking the week off, and I don't want to lug all the shit on my bike uh, to Fitzgerald's. So we're doing it at Casa de Zoberg today. Fair enough. And um, we have this cat mixtape, Discarude, and he's a little shit. And uh, yeah, why don't you tell a story about? Because there's you got a so, couple of good stories about him. This is it's a little convoluted here, but long story short, we ended up adopting. Or, or at least fostering a pregnant cat last spring uh, who was just wild as hell, just feral-ass street cat, uh, mad woman. I had to lock her up in the basement at night because she would yowl so loudly I never slept. Uh, so she gave birth to all these kittens, and uh, fortunately you guys took this one off our hands early. <laughs> um, very long story short, his litter mates are all in Germany now. Um, they're not even allowed to live in the continental uh, the <laughs> United States any longer. They were they've kicked been, out. They've been yeah. exiled. Yeah, they got kicked out by uh, Trump, rounded up in that immigration. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would normally not say it, but those fuckers had it coming. <laughs> um, these cats were obnoxious. Like, like the walls in my house are wrecked didn't, because didn't his, of these cats. Yeah, didn't his brother have only three legs, too? Yeah, one of them was three-legged, and I was like, oh, a three-legged cat, and he was like the biggest bastard ever. <laughs> um, I, think, I, I yeah. think we lucked out with the one who's, I mean, he's, he's an asshole, but we you know, he's yeah. our asshole, and he's actually calmed down a little bit since yeah. he got him out of the house. So. The one cool thing I'll say for uh, Tripod was that he did learn how to play catch. He had <laughs> There was one thing. I would fling it down the hall, and he would go and get it and bring it back to me. So Mixtape can do the same thing. There we go. So, so uh, maybe they're part dog. Awesome. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> it's anarchy. <laughs> Live from Casa de Zellberg, this is the Daves I Know. We are the Daves I Know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right. Uh, as you heard, we are at we're not at Fitzgerald's. We are at Casa de Zellberg today um, in beautiful St. Paul. We're still in St. Paul. Never leaving St. Paul. Um, what's up, Luke? How are you doing? It's been a you long know, time since you've been on the podcast. Yeah, man. it's been a while here. Um, doing great. Having a good spring. It's finally kind of warming up here, which means it's time for middle-aged men to unself-reflectively wear obnoxious tropical shirts. <laughs> you are. And uh, you t- you're. T- you yeah. did it, man. You did it. And now that I'm getting into that demographic, I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> uh, this, this is going to be my summer of just rocking some dad looks. All right. Well, that's apparently something I got to look forward <laughs> yeah, to, right? It's, yeah. It's I, coming right around yeah, the corner, Yeah, I'll man. be 36 at the end oh, of this in, in oh, you're, literally you're eight, eight days. So sweet spot. something I got to look forward to, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Anna listens, listens to this podcast, so hopefully maybe she approves of that. Otherwise, I don't know. We'll have to see. Oversized um, tropical prints. Yeah. I'm wearing my Minnesota's for punk-ass bitches shirt that I got like... <laughs> 15 years ago it's basically see-through see-through at this point so uh we'll see i probably need a little bit better uh, fashion sense for a 36 year old approaching middle-aged man so 
Um, it's time to go dad core. Dad core. All right. I, I, I refuse. I draw the line. I saw Lovegren, and he's been posting a bunch of tweets about you know him and his, his kid, and it's great. They're out doing dad-daughter stuff. Yeah. I, I, I have to draw the line at cargo shorts. And I know I understand the, no. the utility of cargo shorts for like carrying a bunch of shit for your kid. But, you know, when we eventually have children, I'm I just going to have to draw the line at cargo yeah. shorts. I can't. I just can't pull that trigger, man. Here's what you got. You got to get, like, 70s-style male porn star short shorts. Okay. With a little stripe down the side. I can I can rock those. Yeah, like, literally, like, the hemline's just, like, maybe slightly lower than your Like the sack. old, like, Larry Bird, like, yes. uh, 1980s. Right. Uh, right. All right. I can rock those. Yeah, that's, I, think, I think that's the proper dad. Just get a little, you, get a little, you get a little nad hanging out at the, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but then also the oversized <laughs> tropical shirt on top. So, on top of that. So it looks like you're really... Really just kind of Winnie the Pooh in it. Yeah, like, just, yeah. yeah, nothing, nothing. Yeah, all just, right, yeah, good to know. All right, <laughs> some dad dad core advice from uh, Luke Craig. Uh, you don't get that kind of dad core advice from David Martin. So Hell no. you know, no. that 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 jerk. He's got a, he's got a bit to learn. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Um, all right. Well, it's you know, speaking of David Martin, we, we had a really awesome TIFO before the match against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, hopefully, you saw it. There's a bunch of stuff on Twitter and Instagram. It was super cool. It made me um, cry a little. Yeah. The uh, the Pride Tifo is coming up too. That's going to be apparently going to be awesome. So I'm very excited to hear it. See what uh, Martin has to do uh, on that. But uh, speaking of, uh, well, hold on. On yeah. that note, I can't wait for all of the uh, just sad, angry tweet from like a handful of people. Like, well, when are we going to have straight Pride Night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those... Hey, hey, if you if you tweet that, just DM me your mail in address. I will send you a case of adult diapers. Sure, because you're going to need them, buddy. It's literally every other night at Minnesota United is Straight Pride <laughs> Night. So well, when are we going to have yeah. Straight Night? Well, that's that's for sure. All right. Well, speaking of that game where we had that um, we had that awesome TFO, we played Sporting Kansas City over the weekend, and it was not the complete debacle that we both thought it would be no. uh, last week. Um, you know you know how we do this. Why don't you tell me what your best moment of the game was uh, from the <laughs> game against uh, Kansas City? Okay, so here's the thing. The game was not a debacle. Um, and the I'm not saying it was good. It just wasn't a debacle. Yeah, I mean, and the result is, is, I guess, as good as we could have hoped for. That said, it was a boring-ass game. So my height of the game, honestly, was getting there early enough to pick up a delicious salted pretzel with cheese sauce, <laughs> and uh, that's basically all I ate the entire day of Sunday, and, and frankly, I regret nothing. <laughs> How many beers did you have? Uh, I had zero beers. Oh, nice. I know. Okay. It's crazy. All right. I know. Excellent. What's Excellent. up with that? Yeah. So you got uh, you ate all that uh, delicious salted pretzel well, with cheese sauce. Well, so, you know, um, I yeah. Well, we'll get to my worst part of the game, sure. which is Fair also enough. pretzel related. Fair enough. Um, okay, well, obviously, you know, I'm going to pick the obvious, that goal, um, not just for the goal and then the fact that it, get, it got us at least a point at home, which, again, is not good enough in this league, um, but the way the goal uh, set up. I mean, obviously, there was the, the clearance or the um, the clearance, clearance to Quintero. Quintero just basically one-times it to Ibarra, who's in wide open space. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a sec, um, who just ro- runs it up, runs it right at Madronda. Uh, Madronda Right back to Quintero, across the box. Um, Ibarra had taken, basically taken almost the exact same shot, like not, maybe not two or three minutes earlier, right. and Jim, and Timmy Malia got on it. This one was actually a little bit better, a little bit better weighted, so uh, Malia couldn't get out to it. Quintero obviously put his boot on it. Malia, like, you know, one of the best goalkeepers in the league, muffs it for some reason. Doesn't yeah. he, Literally, it's in his hands, and he, he hits off his hands and his chest, and Quintero just follows up. And, no and one was marking Quintero. And Melia um, is not someone who makes a lot of mistakes. He does, no, so. he doesn't. He doesn't He doesn't uh, give up uh, rebounds like that. And like I said, Quintero, just like Ibarra a couple weeks ago, just he, he played his, he played all the way through his ball, um, was able to, to get the rebound, um, got the score, and that was great. Um, 
I just want to talk just briefly about how Ibarra was just boxing, you know, bossing uh, the left side, or sorry, the right side of, um, or no, sorry, the left side of uh, Kansas City's yeah. defense. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Madronda, who's not necessarily known for his defensive prowess. Um, he's definitely much more of an attacking. And this is what actually happened last year um, when uh, uh, they brought in that uh, young, that the young Portuguese kid, kid or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. who, uh, 23-year-old Portuguese kid. And and he just got smoked by Ibarra, and and just that's the kind of the pace that Ibarra brings. And Ibarra's obviously been a lot better this year even than he was last year. Um, and you know uh, we'll talk about it in a second. But you know Vermees made to his credit made the the correct decision to remove him in the first half, a very rare first half non injury sub. Um, but for me that was the best moment of the game. So you alluded to it. Let's talk about your worst moment of the game. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real here. It's when I ran out of cheese sauce and I still had a third of my pretzel left. I can't. You can't just dry eat that pretzel. You gotta you gotta lubricate much, it with a little cheese sauce. How much to get it cheese down sauce were you dipping into that? Or well, how much? Like they give you like maybe like a one ounce package of cheese sauce. And, and frankly, I'm gonna you know I'm need to protest in the front office about this. We gotta have some more cheese sauce. That, up that is definitely the the thing that we should probably protest and, the front office we, for. And once we move to our true stadium home, I'm expecting like triple servings of cheese sauce. Triple serving. I mean, could you have asked for a, a second serving of cheese sauce? Probably. <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. They they run a pretty tight ship up there those concession stands they do yeah they do yeah. um all right for me uh the worst moment of the game again i'm gonna be super rote uh the set piece in the eighth minute um johnny russell had a really amazing in-swinging corner um that rat bastard Ike para just played boxel for a fool um Boxo probably could have had that ball if he headed it, if he was kind of paying attention. Apara made a run that you know took Boxo's mind off of that. And, of course, Calvo um, was literally running behind Kiri Shelton, who, uh, to his credit, made a really good run. That yeah. in-swinging ball was really tough to play. Yeah. Um, but Calvo was defending by putting his arm on his back and on his shoulder. So that's not really a way to defend that guy. Um, so he's basically unmarked, and he that guy couldn't buy a fucking goal to save his life um, ahead of the <laughs> match. He comes to Minnesota. And of course, Minnesota is the Viagra for shitty forwards. That's uh, my new... Hold on, hold on. I'd like to think we're the Cialis for shitty Cialis, forwards. Okay. Because I just wanted to be like some after game image of like the guy who scored like holding hands <coughs> with whoever got the assist while they're both sitting in bathtubs. Okay. It's a touching image. Fair enough. And I think we should really Fair enough. I, I just, there's a podcast I listen to and, and there's, they're advertising uh, like a, a Cialis knockoff Whoa. on podcasts. Like, I, yeah. I wish I would have remembered what that was today because that's what it is. Like, we are the, <laughs> we are the shitty podcast We're the knockoff. shitty boner pill. The shitty podcast knockoff boner pill. <laughs> for forwards in this fucking league and um it it bothers me to no end and everybody who knows me knows this so we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna uh worry about that the worst moment of the game we have a lot of other awesome stuff to talk about including some mpsl stuff so let's get on to it uh what was your most what the fuck moment of the game um it has to be I, and maybe we need to have a moment of silence here on the podcast i don't know this uh Saloy character who was just struck down in the prime of life by an invisible sniper Somewhere just, up in the stands at TCF Stadium, just he, just, second, he just dropped like a rock. Yeah, his second I, year as an MLS player. Oh. I mean, that was RIP, boy. Sorry. <laughs> Zeller's pulling out some pouring out some rum hams for him right now. Oh yeah, right I mean, onto my right onto my porch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. God, that I. I put mine in there, and then I went back and sort of rewatched uh, some of the highlights from the game, and I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the most what-the-fuck moment of the game. It, um, it is gift now, though. Yeah, it is. So it, I did it see lives that. forever on the internet. Yeah, the boxo with his literally, like, just this kind of hand in the back, and the guy just, if you haven't, yeah, if you haven't seen it, yeah. go go find it. Um, 
There was my, mine were mostly Calvo related. There was one in particular that wasn't the goal um, in the 54th minute. Speaking of our uh, our man Saloy, this is obviously before he got uh, murdered on the yeah, pitch of TCF. Um, he had a really small touch pass into Russell. Um, Russell, who was basically standing in at the top of the 18 yard box, unmarked. Calvo was just standing there with his dick in his hand, like like looking at him and. Uh, Russell almost tripped Bobby, but for Bobby making a, an amazing save, yeah. uh, tipping it over the goal. Um, KC would have walked out of here with all three points. So yeah, that, for me, sure. again, just right in front of the supporters. Just the guy, just you know, he didn't play a terrible game. I know we're, I mean, I'm shitting on him a lot. We've been shitting on Calvo a lot. This game actually he wasn't terrible, but just seems to make again and Rasmus Schuler and, and Colin Martin just one or two boneheaded plays a game. And this mm-hmm. year, this this game. They the only one hurt him. Not you know not the three or four that like Kalmar had a really terrible back pass that yeah. almost resulted in a goal early in the in the second in the first half as well. That was just completely bonkers. Like how the fuck he did that. And this team just keeps making those sort of super boneheaded mistakes. And those are and ultimately not even the goals being the most what the fuck moments. It's like that's mental stuff, man. That's not that's not physical. That's just not getting beat by somebody. That's we we need more iron skillet training. Yeah, it's, God, it's, it's the eternal story with this team. Yeah, NASL, MLS, whatever. We just need more dudes getting whacked with iron skillets on the training ground. By any name in any league, <laughs> iron, right. iron fucking skillet. <laughs> um, all right. Well, moving along, um, our official scorecard, our rating of the our rating of the match official. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I can't do words. Um, our match officials rating. I would probably I would probably do it in the. Uh, in the notes here, um, what was your scorecard for the uh, the match rating official? Yeah, I, I do. Is this, are we rating this on like a zero to ten or like a letter grade or the, a fuck Mary kill the, deal? The, or the what's beauty the deal is, here? is you can rate it on your own scale, okay. my friend. So you just give me a so you give me a number, I've, a letter, a, a feeling, a, a an emoji, an emoji. Okay. So here's here's my rating: is all referees deserve to die? <laughs> um, so my rating is what 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 form of uh, you know execution do they have to endure? Fair so enough. for this one, I want to set them adrift on the Atlantic Ocean on a raft made entirely of garbage and medical waste and then sink that raft somewhere over the Mariana Trench. Okay. I think that is just. I'm not, not exactly <laughs> sure. I, I don't even want to know the scale. Let's put it that way. Um, go find Luke Craig in the in the stands if you want to know what the actual scale is, like where that and, ranks uh, on the hey, scale. Hey, Hollywood, if you want to do a movie about a psychotic soccer fan who is systematically killing off refs <laughs> in increasingly bizarre ways, I, I can like work on that script. Luke, Luke's got a treatise for you. Yeah, so. pretty much. I'm, I'm not saying I've actually done any of it myself, but I may have some insight into that character. <laughs> uh, right on. All right, well, mine was a meh. Um, I thought the offside call was bullshit. It was probably right ultimately. Um, but here's my thing. If that goes to VAR, um, it's a goal either because he's, you know, it's onside. There's not enough to overturn a call, that call or the ball went off Beezer's arm and they probably would have called a penalty. So as a man, I mean, it ultimately didn't cost the it very rarely has the, uh, has uh, a ref in MLS um, or for that matter, at any level, like cost Minnesota or almost cost Minnesota a game. Um, so, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's it's pro whatever fuck them. <laughs> All right, so or, or you know find brilliant ways to execute. or find brilliant ways to execute them. So it just looks you know like, like they looks like an accident. Yeah, it looks like an accident. He decided to go sailing. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, for sure. What? All right. Um. So what's your next Freddy do for your star of the so game? So star of the game. So so for the real Dave's I know heads out there, the real people who are into the deep cuts. You know that I uh, beyond the loons I support the uh, 2018, 2017, 2018 <laughs> English League One champions, Wigan Athletic. 
All right, you know what? Actually, here, here's the perfect yeah. time. Um, yeah. let's, we're going to break in. We're going to do a special segment. Now it's time for the Wigan Minute. It's the Wigan Wig Out. The Wigan Wig Out. It's right. The Wigan Wig Out. We're going to do it like an old timey news broadcaster. Actually, I'm not. That would be really annoying. Yeah, so we're out. Tell us about Wigan. We won. Yeah, so so we won League One. We're going back up the championship where we'll probably be extremely mediocre. But today's big Wigan headline is former striker Grant Holt is now going to go pro as a professional wrestler. Whoa. I can't wait. Whoa. I know this is gonna be awesome. So right. I don't think I don't think All it's right. not WWE. It's some promo in England or whatever. But I'm gonna find a way to see it because he was kind of a big bruising target man type, and I'll okay. be interested to see what he does in uh, in tights in the ring. That's that's fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. That was that was the wig and wig out. Uh, wig and wig out. Brought to you by the WWE. Thanks WWE. <laughs> that was really awesome. Uh, really awesome for you to do that. All right, so so, so getting back, so uh, former 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 uh, member of the Latics, Roger Espinoza uh, for Kansas City, I think he actually had a nice quiet little game. Um, obviously, when it's low scoring, you're not going to have a lot of numbers up. Um, but watching it again, he uh, he got a lot of tackles right, and he made a lot of good creative contributions and made some dangerous situations yeah. for us. So uh, tip of the cap to you, Roger yeah. Espinoza. I don't think it was quiet. I thought he was. Probably the best well, player was, on the pitch, honestly. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, he was kind of thundering into some tackles. Yeah. And coming him, up him on the and, right side. Him so. and jo- Johnny Russell actually had a really good game for yeah, uh, Kansas City. He, he was all over it. the place. Um, I mean, you know, we like to try to stay to Minnesota, but so if I can pick someone from Minnesota, it had to be Bobby. Um, you know, but for him, we probably lose this game four to one. So oh yeah. yeah. He was my uh, star of the game. Um, more importantly. Who is your next video do for the shittiest player of the game? Okay, and and I will cheerfully stand corrected if I'm wrong. I, I I'm very clear that I'm I'm not a smart soccer guy. I really don't know jack yeah, about yeah, tactics none, none or are. like anything like that. I'm just an idiot who likes to go out and scream. So I'm gonna be kind of a dick here and say I really was not uh, loving Rasmus Schuler in this game. Um, I was kind of I I kind of picked him to pay attention to in this game just because I haven't really gotten a good sense of who he is or what sure. he does. Uh, it seems like he was missing. He was making some bad passes. He was not picking up some easy passes. He's out positioned a lot. Um, kind of just seemed a little bit lost out there, and uh, frankly, had me longing for just a little touch of insanity out there. That's fair. He did have a particularly egregious whiff on a ball yes. that yes. created a counterattack. <laughs> Luckily, I mean, here's the thing with Schuler with with that particular opportunity. He's you're, you know he's good for at least one of those a game. Um, Luckily, it was not in the final third or close to the final third. It was like around midfield, yeah. which allowed the defense enough time and Bobby enough time to like set himself to like not give up a goal on yeah, that I mean, one. So at least he's making those shitty plays up the field where we have time to recover. Yeah, he's not a he's not a catastrophe maker. He's not the one directly handing the Cialis tabs to the other players. Sure. Uh, but I uh, just was not blown away, and, and hopefully we'll see better things from him down the road. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a Schuler hater, but I just wasn't loving this. Yeah. Game, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, you could give it to Martin for that particularly egregious uh, back pass that went awry, <laughs> or, or Schuler for that. You yeah. know, we talked about. I'm just gonna say that just generally the the defense minus Bobby was just not. It, it, they weren't. They didn't play terrible. Um, but again, this this uh, defense. If you rewatching the game, they're just they're just they're, they're playing too far off guys. They're giving guys enough too much yeah. space, and which creates um, opportunities to pass. Um, you know, and and shoot, but but weirdly 
passing because they're leaving enough space that's open in between the defenders where people are making those runs in. They're getting those passes, and they're, you know, uh, how many times did they hit the side netting because there was a Ugh. pass that came across the box um, from, you know, the right uh, the right side of the 18 to the, the top of the six. And, you know, uh, Kyrie Shelton had one absolutely amazing goal that I'm, or a shot that I'm, I can't believe didn't go in. It was right, right. in front of us, right in like the 75th minute or whatever, yeah, where that was, that it looked was like a, it was a goal. That was um, a hard there were several other opportunities like that. The defense was, they, you know, there's that uh, American football analogy, bend, don't break. You're right. And that seems like what this defense was doing. Like, they, they got to a point in the game where, like, listen, we're going to bend, but we're not going to break. But there's just, even earlier in the game, there's giving up too many opportunities, just not only in passing, but also just in shots. And there's some, I mean, as a hockey goalie, like there, you definitely want to be able to like see like where the ball is coming from. What? But it's also there's there, you also want to be able to attack and and put pressure on the ball. And it just didn't seem like we were putting any pressure on on the Kansas City players at the top of the 18. We were waiting. I don't remember the final number, but wasn't like the difference in shots. Like, didn't they like take four times as many shots as we did? It was something like that. I want to yeah. say it was something like 18 to five or something just brutal. It was. Like it was particularly bad. Um, yeah. I mean, basically, there was a, actually it was, it was funny. Um, Jeff Reuter uh, posted. I, I think it was Jeff Reuter posted a. a uh, um, yeah, they had 24 shots to our six. Ooh. Ten on, ten on goal to oh. our four. Um, Jeff Reuter posted a, uh, a, basically a, you know, the, the shots on goal breakdown. We didn't. We had two. Um, we had two shots on goal after the 36 minute when uh, Vermees put on um, uh, Sesinovich for yeah. J- Jimmy Madronda. Who, who and honestly, hold on. Sinovich looks like he should be the villain in like an 80s teen in movie. Every. Yes, oh yeah, like yes. he's definitely a member of Cobra Kai. Oh, absolutely, for sure, absolutely a member of Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, and you know, typically with like you know, it's weird that he doesn't he doesn't get as many starts because I think they are. They have been trying to be a more attacking pressing team, and, and Madronda gives them that. Um, but yeah, just imagine like imagine if Minnesota had a guy like that who could just come in and shut someone down, Ugh. just shut someone down yeah. for fifty four minutes because that's what happened. Basically, I don't know what that feels like. This is actually this is we, we this is our, our, our super fun extra uh, sporting Kansas City uh, topic. Peter Vermees is a massive dickweed, um, <laughs> and uh, so extra, extra, everybody! Extra, Breaking extra. news: Peter Vermees is a massive dickweed. He is, and he absolutely he hates Adrian Heath, and he really he doesn't oh. like Minnesota at all. No, um, here's no one's talking about this, and I haven't seen anybody on the soccer Twitter. The soccer Twitter was all over Flagazi on Monday, oh. and all the other yes. stupid shit. No one mentioned, and I haven't seen anybody write about this, and so I'm making this brilliant fucking fact right here. Oh, yeah. Nobody's talking about the fact that Peter Vermees made one substitution in the entire fucking match. And he did it in the 36th minute. minute, and it shut Minnesota down. Yep. Now, people are talking about how that substitution shut Minnesota down. He didn't make any other fucking substitutions. You know why? Because he's like, this. I have the perfect team to beat Minnesota. Why, would the, mm-hmm. why the fuck would I mess with anything? Yeah. Um, it was brilliant. I really fucking hate Peter Vermees. I was wish he was coaching my team. <laughs> uh, you know, Minnesota had two shots after the 35th minute, uh, and, and SKC had at least 22 shots, yes. either on target misses or block shots. Yes. So like, not even shots on target, but including their misses and block shots, oh they had 22. Um, Vermees equals genius. Heath equals stupid asshole dunce who keeps banging his head against the fucking wall, thinking that will get him a piece of candy or did, something. Uh, did Kansas City, did, how much did they change their lineup game to game from their prior game to this one? Um, I don't believe they changed. They didn't change much at all because okay. they had they had actually 11 days between their oh, previous match. So that okay. they, and it, they were down in Atlanta and then they came to Minnesota. So okay. they had like 11 days. Yeah. So I think they're, I think they, I think Peter Vermees learned his lesson the last time because he had a, they, 
they brought in a bunch of young guys again that Ibarra game where Ibarra smoked right. uh, that Portuguese kid for yeah. two goals. That was um, a great game. That was one of my favorite games. From <laughs> it was last, a very from good last game. year. Okay, let's stop talking about that shitty yeah. game. We got some other stuff to talk about, including okay. a future shitty game. Um, but other United news, you know, there's not really a ton of other United news this week. Uh, Bobby Shuttleworth, of course, made Team of the Week. Um, he had a couple highlight save goals, which obviously made a lot of sense. Um, he made the, the proper Team of the Week, not even the bench, which is great. So good for him. Um, so that's all for United News. We want to talk a little bit about some of the drama that happened uh, in the NPSL over the past week. If you are not familiar with the NPSL, that's the North uh, it's National Premier Soccer League. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's the league where uh, Minneapolis. This is not normally a Minneapolis City podcast, and then we're gonna step on Johnny Business's toes Uh-oh. and all that for a sec. Um, but they had some drama. <laughs> uh, so Minneapolis yeah. City is is a, one of the premier teams. The VSLT is a team that's super close to where I live. Uh, they play over at Central. Um, and uh, Minneapolis City was playing over at Augsburg. They hopefully will be back next year. They're up in Osseo this year. There's a few teams in. There's the Dakota Fusion. There's Duluth. Yeah. Uh, the Duluth team. Um, Rochester. Rochester. Lacrosse, Met, Met City. Lacrosse. Uh, and yeah, Dakota. Dakota. Fargo. Uh, yeah, Fargo. And then I think there's Sioux Falls. Uh, Sioux Falls yeah. is the team as well. Yeah, so so. It's, it's a nice little 12-team league. Yeah, so you can, you know, it's if you like soccer, you like supporting uh, local soccer, these are all... Um, most of the teams are, are filled with uh, college kids, um, a lot of college kids, uh, a lot of semi-pros. Um, it's a really fun league. I'm a Minneapolis. I'm a, I'm a citizen. I'm also a Minneapolis City member, um, so I'm I'm biased, I guess, a little bit. Um, but if you like local soccer, it's super yeah. cheap. It's super fun. VSLT always yeah, has a really so good time. I, and, and so VSLT plays at Central High School here in St. Paul, which is like two blocks from my house. Yeah, the Jimmy, the old yeah, the uh, Jimmy. Thunder and, used to play. And I really appreciate. Actually, I really appreciate it because they had free admission. They had a bouncy house. They had a taco truck, yeah. um, and I thought it was awesome. I had a great time uh, when I made it out for a couple games this past summer. So, and I, I bought some swag from them. So, yeah. Um, so I hope I hope this thing can keep going. And it kind of had some of that. If you're an old uh, Minnesota head and you remember going out to the Nessie when maybe two thousand people maximum showed up, it kind of had that vibe again, and which I frankly kind of miss some days. Yep. Yeah, so. Minneapolis City matches are like that too. I mean, they're very much have it's a lot of the uh, old school uh, dark clouds um, are the uh, people who attend uh, attend those matches. So the uh, yeah, so the NPSL is a is a fantastic league. Um, they actually had a couple of teams. Well, Minneapolis City has actually been in the U.S. Open Cup before. Uh, Dakota made it uh, to the actual the proper tournament um, where they actually are playing potentially to play teams like. Uh, Minnesota United, but there was some drama. So why don't you talk through so, about the drama? Well, okay. So there's been a bunch of stuff going on with fields here lately. Uh, my understanding is Minneapolis City uh, is is temporarily booted from their usual place at the Augsburg College. Yeah. So campus. so yeah. So Augsburg. I know a little bit about this. Augsburg yeah. is doing a bunch of renovations to the hockey rink uh, okay. there, and so that is where all of the um, bathrooms and stuff are. So since and changing uh. rooms. Okay. So per the NPSL standards, they need to have those those particular things, uh, which is why they can't play at Edorn Wrestling Field this year. They're hoping to be back next year. Um, everything should be fine by that point. But so that's why, they, and they spend a, a lot of time trying to find a place in Minneapolis that met those criteria. Unfortunately, they were stuck with uh, spending most of their season up in Osseo. So. Yeah, they're playing like a high school in Blaine. Yep. Yeah. No, Osseo. Oh, it is Osseo. Yeah, it's, uh, in Maple, it's actually technically in Maple Grove, but it's Osseo, the Osseo High School. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and they were scheduled to play with the other uh, sort of metro area team called uh, Twin Stars. Yeah, they're uh, yeah based up in I believe like I, northwest suburbs. So I thought they were like not, Minnetonka or Minnetonka. You're right. Actually, yeah, 
Um, yep, it was a right. big game. In my understanding, there was actually some traveling uh, Minneapolis City support that were coming to see the team who were from out of town. I don't know the full story on this. I feel like they um, came across the, across the pond, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> These are the saddest stories ever. Like, like this guy traveled from Indonesia to go see uh, his favorite team at Bournemouth. And sorry, game got canceled because there was a hurricane in southern England and everything shut down. So so here, here's my understanding. I just kind of wanted to get the controversy out there. Once again, if I'm getting stuff wrong, go ahead and tell me. I get stuff wrong all the damn time. So sort me out. It's, um, it's at born with a tail uh, underscore if you want to hit, <laughs> yeah, hit him up. Just seriously, I got, I've probably got enough people mad at me tonight for telling them to <laughs> – I make a lot of diaper jokes, yeah, apparently. No, yeah, yeah, it's kind of my it's kind of my go-to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, apparently, so Twin Stars apparently on very short notice just contacted uh, City and said, due to technical difficulties, uh, we can't play. They didn't actually contact City. They or, put something on Twitter, <laughs> which is always the best way to tell <laughs> yeah, everybody everything. Eventually, they contacted yeah. him, but they just put something on Twitter, basically saying. Uh, yeah, we can't play this game. This is technical due to technical difficulties. This is like breaking up via text. Actually, it's worse. Yeah, it's like having your friend text somebody. Like, yeah, we can't go out anymore. Um, I've just been drafted or something. <laughs> like it, it's it sounded pretty sketchy. I don't know the full story, so I don't want to talk too much. Uh, yeah, there's shit about. there's actually a really great um, <clears throat> there's actually a really great uh, piece on E Pluribus Lunum that Colin O'Donnell uh, from the two United fans podcast wrote that basically goes through um, all, goes through all the stuff. Uh, it's kind of kind of bonkers because <clears throat> basically they said that they couldn't play because of technical difficulties. Uh, they were training, but they were training that day at a different field. Um, same day, like apparently during the time that they were supposed to be playing. Uh, they then a couple days later announced that they were playing a game sometime in July, which is actually after the playoffs. And they blamed it on Minnesota City and NSPL okay. in Twitter. Like, they didn't even get the acronyms right for the league and for the team that they were playing. And said it was mandated by the league. And then, the I'm not sure what exactly the league did, if, if the league responded. But then eventually it came out, no, actually we're playing uh, on this uh, different day at, at, funnily enough, the uh, school where they were practicing that day instead of playing their game. At uh, Prairie Seeds Academy, so okay. I encourage you to go to go to E Pluribus Luna, which is actually a super great site. They have, they do a lot of soccer, not, not just not just Minnesota United. They cover as well as I mean, like fifty five one. They cover the uh, lower leagues too. So um, Colin O'Donnell wrote that great article, uh, uh, basically kind of going over what the the drama of everything. So yeah, it was kind of a weird drama with with that with the flag controversy. Like yeah. just Minnesota soccer Twitter was kind of. Was a flutter. I, on I, I would on like Monday. A, I like a good astrologer or tarot code reader or something to like figure out what's going on with the psyche of Minnesota soccer right now. Yeah, I know it's weird. It is. I was. I kept thinking. Yowza. I kept thinking it was like Mercury was in retrograde or something, and then I asked one of my coworkers who was into that shit, and she was like, "No, it's not." I'm no, like, hold oh, on, okay. hold on. Here's what I heard. Oh. I heard is that Uranus is entering Taurus. <laughs> And I'm not even just saying that so I can see Uranus on air. Is that, is um, that this is true, and thing? apparently this is very significant in astrology world. Okay. So well, if any mm-hmm. uh, any pod listeners out there are are like skilled in the dark arts of astrology, <laughs> yeah. uh, sort us out here. Yeah, man. hit us up. At, what, what's going on? Yeah, hit us up at TDIK. Yeah. Man. Let us know. What, Do we what even want to talk about Flag Gazi, or is that just so tired? God, I absolutely do not. Um, <laughs> if you are in the section and you are 
you like our podcast and whatever and you are pissed off at people waving flags just fucking move <laughs> to a different part of the section <laughs> that doesn't have flags or, or a different state i mean either yeah, one's don't e- no that's no that's fine just move to a different part of this of the yeah. fucking section that doesn't right. have flags or as many flags there's gonna be flags that's just yeah is and super involved with the dark clouds obviously um and i'm just being seeing what this is going on like i normally would like this has been perfect like, i would normally jump in on this thing but yeah. i'm like you know what you have professional responsibilities <laughs> um you have like leadership responsibilities in this organization yeah, just, okay. gotcha. just stay out um right. if you if you absolutely want to come talk to me about why you're so pissed off um, because you decided to stand right behind a gigantic ass fucking flag, we can talk about that. I'm happy to have that conversation. You're buying the beers uh, for that conversation. Um, just gonna say that uh, you can do it uh, on Saturday against the at the Dubliner if you want to come watch the Champions League final with me yeah. and buy me beers. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit, but oh, yeah, we, uh, we need to. to get to our uh, our next section, um, which is better know a loon. Um, and this we, we've chosen to avoid the path of darkness today. So that's true. Uh, Luke uh, mentions that we we originally when we were putting together the outline, I uh, I had Francisco Cavill here, and I just I was writing it and I was putting together my notes and it was just getting really really dark, guys, <laughs> like <laughs> aggressively uh, aggressively dark, and there was just it just wasn't any fun, um, and so I I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So. We decided to switch it up. We did uh, did the local boy. Uh, a little positivity. Yeah, here. the local boy Let's here. Let's just hold hands with this dude in the bathtub. Yeah. So, uh, so we got Eric Miller. We're gonna better know uh, better know Eric Miller. Um, you want to do the? Uh, I kind of want to do the second and the fourth one. So why don't you do the first <laughs> and the third one? Okay. So. Well, he, here's here's a fun fact. He claims he's. Let's do this campaign ad style. Yeah. Eric Miller claims to be a Minnesotan, but he was born in Jacksonville, Florida. Commonly referred to as the Taint of America. That is correct. I've have you been to Jacksonville, Florida? I've never been. It's a it's a fucking swamp pit, and it's the Taint of America. I, I would, Leonard Skinner pretended to be from Alabama, so they didn't have to acknowledge they were actually from Jacksonville. Yeah. There's literally. Uh, we, I went down there years and years ago when I was working for a campaign organization, and we, we had a big training down there, a, like a leadership training down there. And, you know, I, this is back when I used to go for runs and shit. And the guy who's, who lived down there was basically like, yeah, just if, you, if you're running, you know, along the, along the rivers and stuff and along the, the water and stuff, he's like, there are literally alligators that will come out and, and, and <laughs> like take a snap at you. Okay. And I was like, well, fuck. Fucking Christ. Life. Yeah. All right. Um, so... Uh, better know loon fact number two about Eric Miller. Uh, Bangu Tsunami is what? the name of Miller's first youth team and definitely not the name of the stripper I got my first lap dance from at the young age of 18. I don't know how much I want to hear about that. Yeah, you don't. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the deal. Eric Miller and Brent Coleman were teammates at Woodbury High School, and Coleman used to drive in the younger Miller to practices because Miller did not yet have his license. What? But he mostly wanted to show off the sweet donuts he could whip in his shitty Mazda Miata. <laughs> did he actually have a Mazda Miata? I, I, Yes, he did. This is, these are these are better Noah Loon facts. These are 100% true facts. Guaranteed. They've been, they've been through the ringer. This, I've guaranteed this fact with yeah, BMK okay. having your way. Okay. You know, tweet at him about his shitty Mazda Miata. I'm, just, I'm trying to picture Coleman in a Miata. These are definitely not made up 100% true okay. facts. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then the final fact about Eric Miller. Miller is soon to marry into the first family of Minnesota soccer, the Coleman's. Um, that will immediately make him the third best Coleman soccer player in Minnesota after his wife, Cassie and his brother-in-law, Brian. Uh-huh. Okay. 
That was a good segment. I, I, f- I feel I feel like I know those loons. So All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we you know you know a little bit more about Eric Miller. So he's a good guy, <laughs> and he will definitely not be on this podcast ever. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, all right. So now is the point where we talk about the upcoming match, the tactical schmactical. Um, this week is Montreal Impact or Montreal Impact. Um, so there's a new, a new little thing I want to talk about here. Let's bet this. Um, yeah. So this is the line. So now you know you're a lawyer. Uh, let's talk about uh, gambling, sports gambling. You can do it, folks. <laughs> you can gamble your dang ass off. Well, you can't technically yet, but you will <laughs> eventually. You will, and I will join you. <laughs> Excellent. So I th- what I'm what I'm hearing you say is that we should be starting a sports book soon. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we haven't we haven't dream. we haven't already started a sports book yet, guys. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink. Nope. Um, There's not a just a notebook you keep hitting under your couch. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't have. Code. I don't have a bookie at all. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So the, I just I just randomly found this. I was like, oh, here's the line for the United Impact game as of right now. Uh, okay. So so United is plus 104. So they are slight favorite, or they're actually relatively large favorites uh, over the impact um, at plus 254. Draws plus 275. If you don't understand gambling, basically you need to pay $104 to win. Or you have to pay, yeah, basically a buck 04 to win $100. Oh. 254 to win uh, to win 100 or 275 to win 100 bucks on a draw. So clearly United, as they, that normally you like to see that be a negative number uh, for United. Yeah. Um, or sorry, take that. Yeah, no, take, yeah, never mind. Anyways, don't, don't listen to me. The other one, the other sort of big thing, soccer's a weird, a weird sport to gamble on. Yeah. Um, so I know the uh, Lexi Dallas podcast uh, last week was talking a little bit about it, and a couple other podcasts are, have been talking about it. I don't understand. I just don't think it's going to be – it definitely will get people interested in, in the game um, uh, in terms of, like, watching soccer and, like, more casual people will watch soccer. I just don't think – you know, people are like, oh, what about the, you know, people are going to throw games or whatever. I'm like, you know how hard it is to actually, like, throw a match. You need you need more than one player involved. Yeah. And you need, you probably need players on both sides. It's not like basketball where there's just a smaller yeah. number of people and just more ways to shape. And it's not like we're in, like, some, you know, backwater country in, in the Asian Confederation where, you know, you can, you can spend, you know... A, five thousand dollars on like five players and you can get uh, you can get them to fix a match for you like this isn't you know i'm not too worried about people you know, betting if, i'm ex- i'm super excited about if sports we start gambling. having some nigerian league type scores where <laughs> uh what was it police machine yes uh, and, and I, I i i mean this sincerely like african clubs have the best names on earth mm-hmm. I, I don't care about your real fc whatever anymore is like just some awesome team names in africa there's a team i want to see in like cameroon it's just called rainbow Love that. Uh, there's actually a Nigerian team. They're actually quite quite famous and quite good. They're called the Mountain of Fire and, Ma- and Miracles. They're literally owned by a Pentecostal church. And here's here's one for the here's an, a visit St. Paul tip. Uh, that church actually has a uh, one of their churches is located right on University Avenue here in St. Paul, kind of over by the Goodwill. Um, so hop on the Green Line and go to Mountain of Fire Miracles Church. So they've got Holy a Nigerian shit. soccer team. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but like about five years ago, there was a huge <clears throat> scandal in the Nigerian League where there was some pretty obvious match fixing going on, and we know that because we had score lines like 62 to 1. Um, so I think if we start seeing some 62 to 1 score lines in MLS, unless it's in favor of Minnesota, I, I, I think we're, you know. Yeah, I may have to, may yeah, have to may throw have to, up my uh, my arms and be like, oh, what's going uh, on here? I might have some questions. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's a real thinker, and I don't even know if we can get into this tonight. This might be one to throw out for everybody to talk okay. about next week. <clears throat> Wh- who's going to be the Pete Rose of MLS? 
Ooh, who's gonna <clears throat> just go corrupt? Who's the Tim Donahue? Like, yeah, the the mob guy. Yeah, who's the, gonna get mobbed up? <laughs> the guy who gets mobbed up. Yeah, that is a good question. I gotta think about this. Yeah, maybe we'll give you an answer before the end of the podcast. Maybe. Spoiler alert. Maybe we'll maybe we'll think about it and do it again. Might and be do a good next talker week, for next so. week. We'll see. All right. Well, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of mobbed up. Um, uh, I know one Joey Spooda might be mobbed up. Oh God! Um, let's talk about who is good <laughs> for Montreal. All uh, right. Who do you got? <clears throat> All right. Well, this is this is a pretty easy question. He's really the only decent player they've got. It's Ignacio Piatti. Uh, he's a crafty Argentinian uh, center midfielder. He's been good for five goals and six assists so far this season, uh, eleven games, and uh, that's pretty. He's been pretty consistent in MLS. He scored seventeen times in the two prior years. And uh, before that, he led uh, San Lorenzo to a Copa Libertadores title in 2014. Fun fact, San Lorenzo is Pope Francis' favorite team. So uh, I'm just saying maybe there's somebody upstairs keeping an eye on Ignacio Piatti. Because <laughs> um, there's definitely someone downstairs keeping an eye on the rest of that team, if well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, there's so. definitely someone uh, <clears throat> up in the owner's box keeping an eye on Ignacio <laughs> Piatti. <clears throat> potentially hoping to sell him, maybe. Yeah, um, cash him out. Yeah, uh, you know, um, that's not. We don't want to get churchy here. I, I don't mind this pope. This pope is a pretty good guy so far. You know, we'll see. Um, well, the Joey Saputo. I, just, I was refer- referencing, referencing obviously Joey Saputo. Um, he's a crazy hothead. Uh, he has what? threatened. Yes, again, as uh, we've talked about, um, he's threatened to like basically just fire his entire team. You know, I think he does this what on a uh, semi-annual basis. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of like the quarterly equinox or something. Just yeah, like with the movement of the moon, you can also uh, count just on have a Saputo Joey meltdown. Saputo meltdown. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one thing I love is that um, it's a really great analogy. I think I have is that I think Saputo is the Messi to Merritt Paulson's Ronaldo in saying stupid shit. Hmm. What do you think about that analogy? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. 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 You like that one? You like yeah. that one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. In terms of beyond Piatti, I actually like, really like and respect Remy Guard as a manager. Yeah. I think he got sort of short shrift a couple different places. Um, I don't know who um, who he fucked or, or what. Maybe maybe Remy Guard is mobbed up. Um, he gets stuck Hold playing on. on this playing on this shitty head. Remy, team. Remy, I need you to do me a favor. <laughs> I want you to coach Montreal. Could yeah. happen. Could happen. Probably probably is happening, honestly. <laughs> yeah, um, the one thing that they have in their favor, actually, though, is that uh, Montreal's used to playing on shitty-ass turf, uh, uh, of which we are, you know, we are, you know, just, we have we have shitty-ass turf here in Minnesota. Just a bunch of shredded-up so. tractor tires out yeah, there at TCM in, Stadium. In, like, 95-degree heat. So oh, what, what can go it's gonna wrong? Be, it's going to be a What can one. go wrong on Saturday? Uh, a lot can go wrong. All right. Let's talk about who sucks. <laughs> Okay. So we, we know the guy. We know the guy who's good on, yeah. on Montreal. Who is the who is the shittiest well, player? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna digress again. Apparently that's what I do here. So that's why we love you. Yeah, a lot of lot of talk about kind of old school uh, old school Minnesota soccer talk here. So so back when I first started following Minnesota soccer back about 2012 or so, there was really only one website in town, which sounds crazy now because there's like everyone there's a new blog and podcast like every week it feels like. But back then, whoa you, whoa whoa, settle yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, you had to go to IMS Soccer News, uh, put together by our friend uh, Brian Korstad, who's basically Shout the, out to Brian. Yeah, <clears throat> the uh, godfather of uh, Minnesota soccer these days. Um, I, I would actually think of him as, I feel like he's more the godmother. Okay. Dunord's the godfather. Yeah, okay. So, sure. Okay. We've had Dunord on the, on the podcast. Right. We've not, not yet had Brian Korstad on the podcast. I really want to have... Make him come on the podcast and do it at the Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right Ooh. across the street from his house that he hates. <laughs> so, well, I'll have to talk to Brian about that. <laughs> 
Um, so anyway, if you want to go back to that website and just put in the search term Montreal Meltdown, you will find a Trevor treasure trove of really fun articles about various interesting ways Montreal has just ruined itself, even back when it was a USL team, um, just by spazzing out. Um, picking up red cards, you know, moments after the whistle's blown, uh, you know, having multiple players sent off, uh, giving up penalties like crazy, um, all kinds, all kinds of good stuff. So um, check that out. And and here's the great thing: is their their player from back in the day was named Adam Braz, B R A Z, um, is now their technical director. So um, you know, Twitter Twitter has a lot of fun too. So you can just put in the hashtag Adam Braz or the hashtag Montreal Meltdown. You're going to see some pretty good stuff here. It's your one. Yeah, fun. It's your assignment today, guys. Uh, yeah. Go, yeah. you know, hashtag Montreal Meltdown, hashtag Adam Braz. Yeah, do, and, do uh, a little homework. Yeah, do a little homework. You know, th- that gives us that gives us a lot of uh, oomph when we're talking, when we're doing the cheers uh, on Saturday. We, have, yeah. we can yeah, it can be very specific, and that's actually the, the best kind of cheers. Yeah, so, I mean, this organization is just a wreck. Um, they just, they got, they... Um, lost on Monday afternoon to a 10-man LA Galaxy um, and could not put a single goal in the net. They got shut out at home. The owner went on the radio and is basically, as, as we referred to, basically trying to just burn the whole thing down and salt the ground at this point. Uh, I think this whole team sucks. I think they're just going to land here and just lay like a pile of oily rags just waiting for someone to flick a lit match at them. <clears throat> Well, God, let's hope that's Minnesota United. That'd be nice. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, as you mentioned, outside of Piatti, everyone on this team sucks. Can't really emphasize that too much, or I guess you can, um, or probably can't emphasize it enough, honestly. Um, they're last in the league uh, in points per game. Uh, they're even lower than the Crapids in the general dumpster fire that is DC United. And, that hurts. Um, that's really bad. They have a negative 13 goal differential. Um, if you remember, Minnesota ended last year with a negative, I believe, 23 goal differential. They're almost there. They're over halfway there to a negative. And um, they've allowed 27 goals already in 12 games. That's a pace of 2.25 per game. That would have them, if they finished on this pace, and you know, I know people were talking, people were literally talking about three, four weeks ago about how Minnesota was yeah. on this really ridiculous pace. Montreal has just fucking blown past them on this oh, pace. Yeah. If they finish with this pace of 2.25 goals allowed per game, they would beat Minnesota's record from last year by over six goals. Ooh. And here's like, so their John, their uh, goalkeeper is John Bush, right? Uh, yeah, Evan uh, Bush. I mean that. Yeah. Oh, is Adam Bush? Evan. Never mind. I, yeah. I retract everything I was about to say. I yeah. got my bushes mixed up. Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Even but still, I was th- I was thinking of the mid two thousand sit short lived sitcom. That's my bush, <laughs> um, which I never actually saw. Yeah. So yeah. So they're. I mean, if you thought our shitty defense was bad, Woo! they've allowed more than two goals five times this yes. year already. Uh, they've played, and it's not like they're like, oh, you know, they've only played like DC United. Um, as is is. Has uh, it's only played like nine games compared to the like thirteen right. or twelve that uh, Montreal has played. Right, it's they're very very bad. So, all that being said, um, besides of uh, flicking a lit match at uh, at Montreal, how should uh, Minnesota United play Montreal? Yeah, so on I, I Saturday? went and uh, I watched a fair amount of their LA Galaxy game from Monday just to kind of get a sense. You of are a better man than I. I'm a masochist. <laughs> yeah, um, they took a ton of shots on Monday. Not a single one went in. Uh, they got a central midfielder named Safir Tider. Sure. Um, I looked up his stats. He's taken 31 shots in 11 games, but only seven of those were on frame, and only one actually went in the goal. Okay. Um, the entire team is third worst in the league for shots on goal, and they have about a 10-to-1 shot-to-goal ratio. 
Um, I think we're going to be singing high and wide a whole lot up in the stands on Saturday night. Um, but I'm also concerned that uh, given our defense and their problems, uh, they don't. They uh, like the IRA only need to be lucky once. <laughs> um, so I'm a little bit concerned about that. So. Um, I hope we can kind of press on them a little bit, keep it out of our third as much as we can, make them play on their back feet uh, instead of us hoping that they continue to be as shitty at, uh, with their shot accuracy as they have been. Um, so that's my that's my tactical thought. Okay, sounds good. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, the only reason that they took so many shots, again, was because they were up a man for 49 minutes. Right. <laughs> this team doesn't take a ton of shots. Um you know they're averaging less than twelve shots a game, uh, less wow. than three and a half shots on goal per game. I mean, obviously Minnesota's not much better. We're averaging about ten shots per game, but at least we're putting four on on the frame. Um, and the one thing that we that I struggle with, and I know Dave struggles with, and he mentioned in his uh, his preview for a fifty-five-one uh, on Friday, is that how we should play them and how we will play them do we do we talk about how we should play them yeah um or how do we talk about how we will play them right like it's the, those are the bugaboos of soccer, soccer prognostication right um we all think we're smarter than whomever's in charge uh, it's the and internal I'm, struggle and i'm sure inchy has forgotten more about soccer than i will ever know i mean obviously the man has played the game at the highest level um he understands soccer he understands the psyche of of soccer players and and, and you know playing time and all that you i mean you, i hope he does i assume he does um but sometimes being a level removed, uh, like we are, like we're not, you know, obviously we're very invested as, as supporters and, and people who have been watching this team for going on six, seven years now. Um, you know, we're still a level removed from being there and in, in training every day and all that. So maybe, you know, that 30,000 foot view is, is more clear. Um, and what we can see is that Inchi is clearly wedded to his back four. Um, and no matter what the players on the pitch uh, do, no matter what the players uh, not on the pitch do in training, it doesn't seem like anything will change that. And I've, you know, I've have friends uh, in the team, and I've heard, uh, you know, some some stuff about you know that some players aren't performing as well in training. Well, sometimes you need to get some, you need to actually be able to get on the pitch. If you if the guy in front of you is playing like shit during the ninety and it doesn't matter, it doesn't seem to matter what you're doing in training, then you're not going to train as hard, right? Right, And that's that's right. really frustrating for us as fans, and to, or, you know, for me as someone, as a fan, to hear. Yeah. Um, and I understand, I get, like, he sees everybody in training every day, so he's like, well, this guy's going and training hard every day. Yeah. I can't believe that some of these guys are, like, you know, that are not doing as well as we'd hope them to, that are playing every single minute of the game, are going hard, as hard in, in training all the time. So it's really frustrating. Um, Time is a flat circle back there. <laughs> it is, it's, yeah. It's, it's it Groundhog is. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, we'll, so I'll, I'll preface. I preface. You know, that's my preface to say. So we did see. So once Schuler got his knock, um, which looked very much like a concussion. So I don't know sure if he's going to be yeah. back for Saturday or not. Uh, the Inchi brought in Coleman, um, and instead of playing a, a back uh, back five like maybe you would expect especially with a team trying to bunker and, and secure a point at home, um, which, again, is not the best thing in the world to do. Um, they actually pushed Calvo into that Shula role. Right. And we saw we saw for a glorious 10 minutes <laughs> what it would look like if Calvo was not playing on the back line right. and playing in some in that sort of a hybrid 6-8. Like, you know, obviously he had um, Maximiano with him. So Maximiano was playing more in the 6. Calvo was probably playing more of a more of an 8 
but kind of also still back a little bit in a does, hybrid role. How does Costa Rica use Calvo? I haven't really so watched a Cost, game of theirs for a long Costa time. Costa Rica now. uses him primarily as a left wing, as sort of as a, in a uh, as like a left wing back, a left a left back in a, a three five uh, three oh, five two. Okay. So yep. he's a you know he's, a, he's centrally defending, but he is also sort of on okay. the on the left wing. He's also scored so. The one thing I was looking when I was looking up um, all my depressing or making up all my depressing Calvo facts, <laughs> um, and was looking at actually stuff to actually say I was like that is true about you him. Calvo scored fourteen goals with Saprissa in like sixty some matches. Um, um, so hey. and, and he's put he, and he scored a bunch of go- he scored I want to say three or four or five goals with Costa Rica with yeah. his head because he gets yeah, into the box. Right. Yeah. Um, so he, he can score goals and he scored goals with us with his head. He can get in. Yeah. Um, and so to, for all that you know all that preface. Uh, saying is that I would love, and I doubt Inchi would do this. I would love to see a four-two-three-one um, with Tiason, Common, Boxel, Miller across the back. I think that is a very boring, but very stout defense. Yeah. Um, just watching, uh, watching the replay of the game, watching with the difference between how Calvo marked somebody and how Common marked somebody is astonishing. Like watch. Basically, if you if you can, if you have the time and you have you know basically you know uh, ninety minutes, go back and watch that game and watch watch the first uh, 83, 84 minutes and how Calvo bo- marks people yep. that are running into the box, and then watch the last ten minutes of the game uh, and watch how Coleman marks people um, going into the box. He's I mean he's not the captain, but he he actually really works more as a field general and like letting he lets Tiaso know you know what he needs to do to help cover help him cover. Um, He's bigger than Calvo. He's more, mu- you know, he's more muscular. He's more willing to like sort of use his body and, and not sort of try and finesse yeah. someone like Calvo is. Um, and so that is so. I mean, four two three one with with those guys across the back. Um, either Schuler or Ibsen. Um, you know, presuming both of those guys are healthy or either of those guys is healthy with Calvo and sort of that in, in the uh, the two um, Ibarra Quintero. And then I would actually put in Dunlady up top. Um, Gomez has been. Um, ineffective to say the least in his in how he's who yeah uh, and making terrible f- choices with with the ball um, yeah. whether running at the goal um, his distribution is not great and when he takes a shot um, it, it, he just generally it's high and wide as we as we <laughs> are want to see I mean how many times did he put the ball in the supporter section <clears throat> on Sunday yeah. way too many times a little bit uh, and then Ramirez up top this would give actually Ramirez and Dunlady an opportunity to play together yes. um, Abara and Quintero and, and Ramirez all seem to work really well together and they know they know like where each other is gonna you know where each other is gonna move and I think um, you know working Dunlady into that mix I think would be a really awesome opportunity so that being said <laughs> That's not going to happen, no. more than likely, no, no, because no. you know Hinchy's not going to put Cavo uh, in a different position right before the World Cup. Although I think he should, just because that would give him an opportunity Why to not? see, it would give him an opportunity to see what this team will look like after the World Cup. Because obviously Cavo's going to be gone, um, so you, you know Common or Almsberg is going to be in the lineup um, in that you know in that left uh, left back posi- or left center back position. Right. Um, but this would give him an opportunity to see at a relatively for this year full strength team. What it might look like with that with Cavo in that sort of six-ish role yep. um, with either Mac or or eight with Ibsen, you know. I mean, that, that's the nice thing is you could actually put Cavo in there with Ibsen. You let you tell Cavo you be more of a, a central defensive mid. We know that you can you can go, and then you know then you gotta hope Ibsen, rec- Ibsen recognizes that and and helps cover. Or let's hope the good Ibsen shows you up. You know, that and, day. and or I mean, probably more importantly, or <clears throat> like. For you know, better in terms of like actual like coordination with Schuler. Schuler, 
you know, is also more of an eight himself, but he also understands he can play, and I trust Schuler to play a little more defensively than I do Ibsen. So that's my idea for how we should play that now. Again, you know, how, what will happen is that Keith will roll out the same four two three one, and God willing. Brutal. So, uh, what do you got for the score? Um, so I, I honestly, I think, I think we can shut him out, um, okay. and I think we will score one goal off of some kind of Seth piece. Uh, so I think it's not going to be a super <clears throat> thrilling. Uh, we might even get a penalty, honestly. That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't actually, surprise me at all. No. I think I think that's our path to victory, honestly. That's um, <clears throat> that's fair. If if we knew where Montreal was staying, we could do some old school like Latin American style psych warfare by like setting off firecrackers outside their hotel at, like two in the morning. I don't uh, even think we need to do that. Yeah, that's true. They'll, they'll be like fighting each other. Yeah, they're I, yeah they're probably yeah they'll they'll probably self destruct. They've, they've um, got their own Montreal Impact that's, Fight Club. That's true. Um, I got a I got a three one win. I, I'm I, you know I've been mostly optimistic this this year on this team when when we I think we have shots to win. How's that working for you? You know it hasn't worked. It has it's worked out fairly well okay. for the most part. You know it's like there's okay, the games we know true. we're gonna lose and then there's the games where I think we can win and yeah. we typically tend to win those games and with the exception being San Jose obviously. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I got three one win. I, I I think a penalty. I think uh, Ramirez gets a goal, and I think uh, Ibarra gets a goal. I think probably Quintero takes that penalty. So let's see. Three um, one. I think we give up something shitty towards the end of the game. Yeah, that okay. would, you know, entirely possible. Yeah, like a Schuler yep. giveaway or a Colin Martin <laughs> just errant pass back. And, maybe, maybe even you know, an own goal. Who knows? Maybe even maybe even a couple own goal. Who knows? <laughs> oh God. Would that be the worst? Oh. All right, so let's run through quickly yeah. um, last week's scores because we did not do well. Um, Vancouver and San Jose ended up 2-2. Toronto FC beat Orlando City 2-1. I predicted that one correctly. Uh, NYCFC, of course, trounced Colorado 4-0. Yeah. Uh, both me and Martin got that one. Portland beat LAFC 2-1. Uh, I think we, we did not predict that one. FC Dallas and Dem- er, sorry, FC Dallas and Vancouver both tied 2-2. Uh, we did not pick that one correctly. Philadelphia beat RSL 4-1. I corrected, predicted that. Uh, Columbus beat New England on the road 1-0. Uh, Martin corrected that. correctly picked that one. D.C. United beat San Jose 3-1. Uh, again, nothing. Uh, MNUFC and Sporks uh, finishers with the draw 1-1. We both thought they yeah. would lose, so nope. Uh, Houston Dynamo beat Chicago on the road, which they don't normally do. No, Martin picked that one correctly for some reason. He always picks against the Dynamo on the road. I don't know how he did that. Maybe gone in, went in, and uh, updated things after the after the fact. Uh, Red Bulls won on the road, three to one, and LA Galaxy on that Monday afternoon game won on the road, one to nothing. It's Victoria Day apparently. That's the reason why there was a Monday oh. game in Canada. Everybody, okay. we Martin and I mentioned that on the podcast last week. We're like, why in the fuck is there a game on a goddamn right. Monday? <clears throat> And then on Monday afternoon, all of uh, MLS soccer Twitter was like, uh, also asking the same questions, like, right. "Why is there a Monday game?" And then apparently someone was like, "Oh, it's Victoria Day." So hey. it's like it's like Patriot Day in Boston, like where they what? play a, a baseball game at eleven o'clock, and Whatever. really fucks up my fantasy baseball team. Yeah, I always forget to yeah, let's I always forget to do that. Get with the program here, Canada. Yeah. It's called Memorial Day. It's coming up next week. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's run through our picks. Oh, uh, oh boy. See how we do this week. Um, all right, so Toronto FC versus Dallas. I have the Toronto FCs winning three to one at home against Dallas. What do you got? Uh, I'm taking Toronto by one. Okay. Uh, Dynamo home for NYCFC. NYCFC is very good this year. I have a two-two draw in Houston. 
I've got an NYC victory. All right. Uh, LA Galaxy at home hosting uh, San Jose minus uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Uh, I have the LA Galaxy beating San Jose 4-1 to because San Jose is fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. All right. Uh, Seattle Sounders versus Real Salt Lakes. Uh, I have a 3-1 Sounders win. I think this is the time the Seattle Sounders finally turn it around. Uh, I think the Sounders are an ir- irreparable tailspin. I wish them nothing but the worst. I think they're <laughs> going to get upset by Real Salt Lake. So. <laughs> That's fair. I'm sure Martin would agree with you. So you guys are in, in, in Concord there. I, that team disrupts me the wrong way. I, I don't really like Seattle yeah, either, but uh, they always find a way, which is the uh, most, that's, that, that's why they rub me the wrong the way. most frustrating part. All right. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver hosting New England. I have uh, New England's been actually not terrible this yeah. year. Uh, Brad Friedel seems to be working some magic. I have a 1-1 draw uh, in Vancouver. What do you got? Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Van City. All right. Van City. Vancouver? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's also named my van dealership. Oh, okay. I sell customized vans with like airbrushed wizards. Do you and sell dragons. the, the yes. van shoes out of there too? I got one that's called the Shaggin' Wagon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Come uh, check it out, ladies. <laughs> Bread Bowls uh, versus Philadelphia in uh, in New Jersey. I have this as the most exciting game, or no, second most exciting game of the of the week, uh, with Bread Bowls winning four uh, three against the Philadelphia Union. Yeah, I'm am t- taking a, a delicious uh, bread bowl from Oban Pound as well. Hopefully filled with some uh, steaming wild rice soup. Uh, uh, bread Bowls looked great down in Atlanta and got a little bit lucky, but then uh, turned that luck into something pretty solid. Yep, so uh, that's true. they're they're a team I'm pretty high on this year, to be honest with you. All right, uh, Orlando City hosting Chicago. Uh, Orlando City, uh, I have them winning two to one. Um, I think the Fire are. I think last year was an aberration, and they are really not good at soccer. So two to one, uh, to uh, the Pride. Um, so I had my tarot card read, and they told me Chicago was going to pull something off down there. All so right. yeah. very good. Actually, it's a Ouija board. Ouija board. Ouija board. Okay. Uh, we already did MN UFC versus yeah. Montreal. I had three one. You had a two to one, right? Yeah, no, I had a one zip. One zip, that's yeah, right. Sorry. Okay, I changed, I changed my numbers. Sure. Uh, Colorado hosts uh, Portland. Colorado might be the worst team. I mean, we talk about Montreal being a really shitty team. Colorado might be the worst team in, ML- in MLS. I have them losing at home uh, to Portland, two to one. Uh, I think Portland's going to win four twenty to sixty nine. Man, <laughs> it's fair. This is this is this is a very high game. That's fair. This is an extremely high <laughs> game. Extremely high. Very good, very good. All right, LAFC uh, hosting DC United. Um, yeah, this should not be close. Uh, four to one. I actually, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change it to four to nothing. D, uh, LAFC. Yeah, I don't see DC, DC putting anything in. Yeah, on the right. Road. That's yeah. yeah on the road, uh, coming across country against a team that actually can score goals. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, and then the funnest game I think of the weekend: uh, Sporting Kansas City versus the Columbus Crew uh, down in Kansas City. I have a four three victory for Sporting the Sporks of Kansas City. Sporks are going to take it for sure. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So we have some questions. Uh, then we got some fucking answers. Um, so as you know, as you all know, Luke is a Wigan fan. He's a lawyer. Uh, he's a uh, filthy commie. Yeah, he's a filthy commie. Uh, and we love him for all that stuff. <clears throat> I am uh, one of those things. <laughs> Not a lawyer or a Wigan fan, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, uh, at Tom Baskin uh, yeah. asks, uh, hey, Tom. Uh, Our bud, Tom. Tom. He, you know, Tom and I serve on a board of directors together. I know. Yeah, it's pretty I awesome. I know. <laughs> he asks, why do capitalists hate the world's best sport? I, I would say, buddy, I wish they did. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams out there sponsored by some absolute scumbag uh, countries and corporations. I'm looking at everybody who's got a Qatar or uh, Emirates Emirates uh, Here, logo on their kit. Here's the thing, Tom, is that actually, like, people think about this, the, the sports stuff. 
the actual capitalists are soccer people because they're the ones who like can buy and sell at any there's no limitations right actual sports in owners the in, leagues, yeah, yeah in the european yeah. and well, around the world basically yeah. except for except for mls right every other every other major sports league like baseball and, and hockey <clears throat> either have salary caps or they have revenue sharing or they're actually very socialist in in how their businesses in are well, operated and yeah. mls specifically is also very uh very socialist in how they uh how they operate their their systems but they they hate the best the world's best sport because you know they hate they hate fun. Capitalists hate fun. They it's, want it's, fun. And it's the people's game. Yeah. You, uh, really, you all can you play need, it anywhere. You yeah. need some friends, a slightly flat surface, and something you can kick around, and congratulations, you're playing something vaguely resembling soccer. Yes, exactly. Uh, and they can't take that away from us. Yeah. So, so there's, yeah. Your, there's your answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, MN Nice FC. Hey, Wes. Uh, what are you guys going to do to get banned from the locker room? Uh um, I don't know. I don't want this to be turned in as evidence against us later, but uh, I think I can give you a little sneak preview and just let you know that I've got a 50-gallon drum of baby oil and some burlap sacks and, uh, frankly, some high-strength horse tranquilizers. It's going to get a little wild. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, and I have a pint of rum and a uh, cube of hams, so there's that <laughs> as well. So Is it an actual cube of ham? No, it's I uh, have hams. That would be cool if you could have a cube of hams and a cube of ham. A cube of ham. Canned ham. <laughs> Steamed ham. Rum ham. Rum ham. Yeah, yep. just, yeah, just get some rum in there. Um, uh, RC spoken word. Rodrigo. <laughs> if ma, okay, I think he said if if I make a tifo in Spanish with cuss words, is it still a tifo or leftist propaganda? Uh, he also says I am also a southpaw, aka left-handed, so it's gonna be leftist regardless. Um. I, I know what a southpaw is. I, I, was like, I grew up playing baseball, so thanks for <laughs> pointing that out. Um, but if I make a TIFO in Spanish with cuss words, is it still a TIFO or leftist propaganda? Uh, all I know is it's going to piss off all the right people, and it's awesome, and you absolutely should do it. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll let everybody in on, on a uh, TIFO idea that I had that was shot down um, egregiously by uh, our TIFO, our TIFO czar, TIFO... I don't know, Tifo Mao. Uh, that Iron Fisted David tyrant. Martin, the Iron Fisted Tyrant that yeah. is Tifo. I really wanted to do a, um, uh, for the Kansas City match, a, a QR code that went to a website that just said, fuck you, Kansas City. <laughs> I was I was literally willing to pay for yes. the, the web the web right. hosting and everything. Right. I, just, I just wanted to say, fuck you, Kansas City. And it's a Tifo that we could use. Over and over oh, and over yeah, again. Oh yeah! And I was shot down twice a year. I was shot down at least twice a year. Uh, if we make it, you know, make it. I, actually, my whole thing was like, let's make it like multiple different sizes, yes, so that we can bring it down to open yes. cup matches and we can bring it down oh. to away matches. Um, and it. just imagine all those assholes in Kansas oh. City like what doing it and then queuing our going and be like, us? what's going what's on? Happening here? Anyways, that was shot down. Damn you, Martin! Your Agre- reign of terror will end someday. I, I just it would if I actually had the uh, like the desire to actually do that <laughs> shit and I don't so um, so at do no uh, he, he made a statement can I just say what an incredible podcast name sure you you can say that yeah it's a it's a great we, podcast we, name. we love it we love say, it say it over and over <laughs> uh, and finally at La Cribs uh, that's Andy uh, I can't remember his last name. Driving to the cabin Saturday am without kids in the van. Gonna immerse my smoking hot non-soccer podcast listening wife, Margaret, into your vast soccer knowledge. <laughs> oh, Margaret. S- 
Please oh, make our road uh, road ahead pleasurable by telling us what our back line will look like during World Cup and will we see Amsberg? Can I can I just say when I first saw this tweet, I I'm like borderline dyslexic. I thought he said he was driving with the kids, and I'm like, for fuck's sake, do not do that, Andy. No, I encourage Margaret you. cover their ears. I encourage I encourage kids, earmuffs. I encourage kids to listen to this podcast yeah. with as many kids as possible. Oh, for sure, on full blast. Yes. Um, you know, because yeah. there's we kids need to learn the fucks. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I've got a six-year-old, and she's starting to pick up. She's starting to understand that there is this concept of cuss words. Okay. So I got I got yelled at for saying what the hell last night. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, your wife so, yelled at you? No, my kid. Did. Oh, your kid yelled. Oh, your kid yelled. Daddy, you shouldn't say hell. <laughs> I'm like, buddy, you don't. You're just this. This is the tip of the iceberg. Okay. All right. I gotta I gotta get your kid a, a podcast subscription somewhere. So, um, all right. So Margaret, um. I'm glad you put up with your your husband and listening to our dulcet bless tones. Bless you, Margaret. Yeah, bless you. You are the, you are the best, uh, hottest non soccer podcast listening wife. Um, I might say my wife is the hottest soccer podcast listening wife. So that's a fair compromise, right? Yeah. Well, she might be the. Is she? She's hot, but she's also smoking. Is I mean, is this like a tobacco thing? I, maybe the kids are out of the car. Um, yeah, them if you got them. Yeah, them, smoke if you got them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Whatever you know, cigars, joints, whatever you know, whatever floats. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, a yeah. hot box that fucking van. That's right. Yeah, if you're gonna get up to the go to the cabin, <laughs> you're gonna, you gotta yeah. hot, hot box that shit, man. <clears throat> Um, Andy, let me know. It, 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 I, 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 have some, I have some extra weed if you want to swing by my my, my place. I can probably hook up with a little bit of weed. Andy's so. actually buying a van from Van City, my van dealership. <laughs> he, he bought the stabbing cabin. The stabbing cabin. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and the shagging wagon. Uh, all right. Um, I, you know, to answer his question, um, what, were our back, what will our backline look like uh, during the World Cup? And will we see Umsberg? Um Who the fuck knows, man? It's Adrian Heath. Like, that guy... No, no one fucking knows, man. Time is a flat circle. Ground. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna have a life size cutout of Calvo out there. Listen, this is the guy. Planet in the ground. This is the guy who uh, I went down shortly after we we got our butts kicked uh, in Kansas City. We I, I went back down for the Open Cup game, and this is when they were they kept talking about playoffs and all that. And and uh, me and Bruce McGuire and uh, Mo Karazi and Nate Pence. Uh, Four soccer loving dudes. We all we drove down to Kansas City. We spent the night in Kansas City. We get to the bar. You know, so there's like, it's a. The, if you haven't been to uh, Children's Mercy Park, it's a great it's a great soccer venue. Um, there's not a whole lot of shit around it, so it's really you know if you're not tailgating. We got down there. We didn't really want to tailgate, so we went to a bar, had some drinks. Uh, we're talking about the, like, the what the lineup looks like, all that, and then we get to the fucking bar where you know, I pull up my phone. I'm like looking at it. And it's like. It's the for the first time all year. Adrian Heath is playing a three five fucking two <laughs> yep. with with yep. fucking uh, Ish Ish Jome. Yeah, Ish. So who the fuck knows with this we're, with this lineup? Going out for Ish. Yeah, and uh, you know that's this was this is when he had the entire fucking team. Who knows what it looks like with Calvo gone? I don't know. Probably Coleman steps in. Um, maybe it's Olmsberg. I mean, it seems I don't, I don't he clearly he clearly favored Olmsberg over uh, over Coleman earlier. Um, when was it Boxel got hurt? I don't know. Um, it'll be Olmsberg or Coleman. I mean, they're they're having Olmsberg out on loan so he can get some playing time. He which he obviously needs. Um, you know, maybe Manley slides in there uh, to give Miller or Tayson on a rest. But we're not. I mean, yeah. we're literally we're losing Cal- Calvo. That's the only person we're losing. I don't think it looks much bit different than um, than what it is right now, with the exception of either Olmsberg or Coleman in for Calvo. What do you think? I, I, I can't argue with any of that. All right. Um, I do think the cardboard cutout is still uh, still very. 
possible. I, I think you'd much rather have a cardboard cutout of Common than actually put Common on the fucking field. This is true. Yeah. So God, Adrian Heath, uh, Margaret. God bless you for listening <laughs> yeah, to this entire. Uh, yeah, Margaret. We're, we're, yeah, yeah. We're at sixty nine minutes right now. Um, God bless oh, you. We got it. Yeah. God bless you for uh, listening and and your <laughs> and, and Andy. Make sure Hang you go there. down on your wife multiple yeah, times do, this do, weekend. Do not, do not lose this. Uh, yeah. Um, whatever she needs, you just do. That's right. You take you're care just, of it. You're just a soldier reporting for duty. Exactly. You you are you are answering the call anytime, anywhere this weekend for making your wife listen to this fucking shit. So, <laughs> um, all right. So we're gonna wrap up. Um, you can always find ourselves at days uh, You can always email us the questions at if you have questions. I still occasionally check that Gmail inbox. The days I know I meant at gmail.com. Who's going to get mobbed up? I think we got to get, oh, get some answers on that for next week. Yeah, what's yeah. What, why don't you why don't you tweet at us at yeah. TDIKMN with who's the who's the who's the soccer player most likely to get uh, uh, basically run up by the mob yes, and do a Pete Rose on us <laughs> and uh, do a Pete yep. Rose. Um, yep. uh, we let's do let's do both uh, uh, current as well as historical. Oh. Who you think would like? I mean, obviously Alexi Lawless is the one who you would you know. Oh, that's, for sure. That's, that's the easy There's, answer. Yeah. But beyond Alexi Lawless, who is the who is the American soccer who would have most likely have been wow. run up by the mob? Yeah. Um, and you know, been like the Pete Rose of uh, and not even the Pete Rose because he actually this guy probably won't be, even be betting. He'd be, like be paying off paying off bets that he already had. Yes. Right. So so the historical as well as the uh, current. <laughs> who is the current MLS player? And doesn't have to be an American. But what for historical sake, let's say who's the American player most likely. Yeah. Um, you know, I have uh, man, uh, Carlos Bocanegra, maybe. Mm. I'm thinking Alexi Loss is probably my yeah, answer. But we'll, gotta be Alexi. I'm gonna think about it. Let's think yeah, about it for gotta, a week. We gotta, um, gotta chew on that a hit us up with uh, with your answer to that as at TDIKMN. Let's use the hashtag mobbed up. M O B B E D U P mobbed up. Uh, let us know what your answers are. We'll go over that. <laughs> Martin's gonna be like, why are people uh, tweeting at us with mobbed up in <laughs> in the uh, because he probably won't listen to the shit, um, no. or you know, he will. He will listen to the shit because he yeah, needs to edit it. But we'll see. Um, so you can find sorry, me. Martin. Yeah, sorry, sorry, David. Um, you can find me at Texas Zeller. You can find Martin at Regular David. Who you should be back next week. Um, I'll actually be gone a couple weeks, probably in June. I'll um, be in Iceland, and whoa. maybe you'll, maybe you and Martin can slide in and, and do that. You can find Luke. Um, where's your what's your Twitter I handle, am Luke? At Born with a tail underscore. Born with a tail and then just the underscore yeah. thing, not not born with a tail underscore yeah. written out underscore. No, okay. don't actually write out the word underscore. It's just it's an underscore. It kind of looks, looks like, like a, a tail. tail. This yeah. sounded like a very clever idea in 2008, <laughs> and I'm I'm and running with it. Can stuck with it, and I'm just gonna apologize in advance if you actually do start following me on Twitter because. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we are the Daves. You know, this was the Daves. I know. As you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. We can't dive in at all. Y'all know we can't dive in at all.